We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Oh, hello. Hi. Coming at you live from my bed where I've been <laughs> for the last 12 hours. <laughs> I uh, listened back to the previous episode we did, which was the first time we did this remotely, right? Oh, yeah. How did it sound? I literally did not even think one thing of it. Just hit publish and went about my life. <laughs> which is typically what I do as well. But I listened back, and what I noticed is that when you would bring me in to join the recording, there was a lot of reverb or feedback, as they say in the industry. Oh, okay. And then after a couple seconds, it would kind of straighten itself out. So we should just, like, give a little bit of a pause when we start? Is that what you're thinking? I mean, or the gentle listeners can just live with it. You know, we don't ask much from them. So I mean, we're living with a lot right now. We're living with <laughs> a motherfucking lot. Yeah. So welcome everyone to Hot Drinks. Hot Drinks is a podcast that we record normally <laughs> sitting together in my living room with a delicious cocktail. But now because of the quarantine measures... Uh-huh. Uh, we record it remotely, apparently, which is a thing we only figured out we could do last week. <laughs> God damn it. Do you want to introduce yourself? I am Sister Latter-day Twain. Um, you can call me Sister Twain or just Twain. Um, Tell us I'm, about yourself, Sister Twain. I'm 44. <laughs> um, and I am from Louisiana. And today I sent my best friend since I was 15 years old, a picture of my vagina. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. <laughs> um, I think the preferred term is vulva because the vagina is just the canal. It's the tube. Yeah. The vulva <laughs> is the whole business. I know. I so... know. We're... I'm sorry. That makes me sound like not woke and not relevant, but you're just... exactly right. I try to do what Gwyneth Paltrow tells me to. But here's well, the thing. We oh. just, as a, as a, as a, uh, of Western society, we just got comfortable saying vagina, and now we're saying, but let's be even more correct. So just let me have this. Okay, you can have your vagina. Um, <coughs> well, my name so- is my name is Brother Jack Coffee. Um, I am a statuesque blonde uh, <laughs> supermodel. Um, just kidding. I'm a I'm a chubby bearded white dude. <laughs> You are statuesque. Um, and and Sister Twain and I started this podcast a couple of years ago because we think we're funny. And so we, we wanted to, we didn't think we should just be funny for free. We wanted people to, to pay and listen to us be funny. <laughs> so here we are. Oh my God. I was listening to, I had to drive all the way the fuck out to the like past little cottonwood canyon and i know that makes me sound like a spoiled brat because i mean i live in the same quote-unquote like valley uh-huh. as, as that but um to, to um uh do an errand today and <clears throat> i was listening to conan o'brien needs a friend oh yes his episode with paul rubens who if you don't know is more uh, commonly known as Pee Wee Herman. Brilliant. And, um, 
but he's introducing the podcast. And before he even introduces pod, pod, Paul Rubens, he's like, guys, I'm so sick of saying like that, uh, that all this podcast means to me is, is like, I'm just so glad I get to talk to my friends and have conversation with my friends. And he's like, fuck that. He's like, this is the death star of podcasts. <laughs> and he just, he just goes on about how like, he's going to, he's going to dominate the industry. I mean, he will. And I, but, but I feel that way too. About us. Yeah. We're the death star of podcasts. <laughs> well, we're probably not the death star, but maybe we're the, um, think of another star Wars reference. <laughs> like we're like a, we're like a star destroyer. Okay, yeah, yeah, but like we're a fleet of them, not a just a fleet one. of them. Speaking yeah. of Star Wars, I wonder if I could find this again to send it to you. Um, and then I'm gonna, I have a seg, I have two segues a Star Wars segue and then us being the Death Star podcast segue. Okay. So the Star Wars segue is um, I was on Twitter last night and I found a thread <laughs> that just said what I imagine that various characters from Star Wars' penises look like a thread. And, oh then, my it God. Would, and then it would be like, you know, Han Solo, and then just a picture of some guy's dick. <laughs> and it would be like, Luke Skywalker, and then some some guy's dick. And it was, like, surprisingly, like, hot. I mean, not surprisingly hot. It was hot, but it was also surprisingly, like, weirdly accurate. You were like, oh, yeah, I bet Luke Skywalker's dick does look like that. Anyway, it was a treasure. Oh, um, God. The I other... bet Luke didn't have a big one. No, no, he didn't. And the... see, right? So... It was like a nice one, but it was like a little bit on the smaller side, a little bit skinny. And when yeah, you saw yeah, yeah. that, when you saw that, you were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, it was brilliant. And But then like Obi-Wan's was like pretty girthy and like uncut, you know, which you're like, yeah, I totally, yeah, I see that. So anyway. Okay. I, I want to go back. Okay. Okay. About dicks and sizes. I don't want anyone who's listening to feel bad about the size of their dick. Okay. Because here's why. I have been with like 30 dudes, all with dicks. Uh huh. And there was only one that was so small that I had to ask him if he was in me. So that guy should feel bad, but the other 29 should not. <laughs> He's probably not listening, but I mean, I don't want him to feel bad. Right. Right. What there, am I saying? I, I don't know what I'm saying. I just like all penises. Okay, um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So what I was going to say about our world domination is I think if ever there was a time to tell your friends and family about your favorite podcast, and and boy, howdy, have we started out great for that. You're like, they've talked about Star Wars dicks, like, I'm going to call my grandma. But <laughs> if ever there was a time to tell your friends and family about your favorite podcast, it's now. Because literally everyone is just sitting around their house, staring at each other. Are you making some eggs? Oh no! I'm scra- so I I'm scraping uh, the ranch out of the container. You know we're um, you know we're recording an audio podcast, right? I know, but it's also we're also in a global pandemic. Oh, okay, it's fine. So get your ranch. <laughs> anyway, I so I would love our gentle listeners to share the hot drinks the good news of the hot drinks with your yes. loved ones marvelous work in a glory even it's not how that phrase goes even your friends who are nevermos because we have some nevmos who listen so maybe they grew up in a different religious tradition maybe they grew up in a very conservative household maybe they just like funny people who talk about dicks a lot like all of these are our demographic so 
<laughs> so yeah. share the good news of the hot drinks with everybody. Share the good news. So we were, um, well, so, so just to give you guys a little background about preparing for tonight's podcast, <laughs> at about two o'clock, I got on Instagram. And <laughs> I don't know if you follow Sister Twain on Instagram, but she was three sheets to the wind. She was so drunk. <laughs> And she was like saying inappropriate things and she was <gasps> laughing and her children were then reposting her stories about how she was like, <laughs> how the quarantine had broken her. She was, she'd lost her mind. And so I just kind of said to myself like, oh, I'm sure we won't record today. <laughs> like, like she will not be functional <laughs> later today. <laughs> but then about seven o'clock after another earthquake, which we'll talk about, you texted me and said, Hey, are we going to record tonight? <laughs> I was like, I didn't think you were still alive, but if you are, yes, let's record. And so we were, you know, it just felt weird to have like top five celebrities I wish would spin in my mouth or something as the topic today. Like it just feels like the only thing we felt like we could talk about was quarantine and the coronavirus and and how much fun it is. So that's kind of where we're at. And our realization about how maybe the real quarantine has always existed deep inside of us oh maybe the coronavirus was the friends we made along the way <laughs> didn't you tweet that the other day i did okay. and i asked you and cj to retweet it so i could get my numbers up uh, yeah and i did retweet it and i have about 60 followers so i hope it helps <laughs> the, the funny thing about me the funny thing about me is the one thing the one funny thing about me is i yeah. think if you were to ask me like what medium I think I would be really successful in, I would say Twitter. Because I'm funny, like I'm a writer, I like, I'm I'm really witty and kind of quick. If you ask me what medium I thought I wouldn't be successful in, I would say Instagram. Because I'm not that cute and like I'm not like, you know, like an Instagram influencer. But I'm I'm way more successful in Instagram than I am at Twitter. Right. I don't get it. I get it. Here, let me explain it. Oh, to you. good. Please do. Okay. All right. Well, my mouth is full of ranch-covered pizza. Do you, you know we're recording a podcast, right? Why do you keep saying that? We're, we're in a global crisis. Global crisis. You couldn't have eaten that pizza in the two hours I was waiting for you to get ready for this podcast? It wasn't ready yet. Okay, fair. Go ahead. Okay. okay. So, um, I'm going to explain that whole um social media conundrum to you okay the reason you're more successful it's all about law of attraction oh so right when you uh you don't have any resistance introduced into your vibration about instagram because you you have more like of that oh i don't i i need i need the twitter followers i need the twitter presence so so that's where that where you're putting that and so you don't have any of the resistance about instagram and so therefore law of attraction is able to flow more freely through that way wow that's really true actually <laughs> that's uh, uh, yeah, true. No, no shit no shit yeah <laughs> okay so let's take a, a brief break Okay. And then I this so this is not a top five. It's kind of a sharing time. Like where are we now? Like what's going on now is kind of the theme. So mm -hmm. let, it's like a um, it's like one of those CBS specials that they do. You know, uh, for 
um, you know, if someone's passed away. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's take a break. And when we come back, a CBS special as though someone has passed away. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm here. Hi. Reverb, reverb, reverb. <laughs> Do you think the reverb ended? Check, check. Check, 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 one, check, check one, syphilis, syphilis. Um, okay, so welcome back. Welcome. How's your pizza? Oh, it's just like a store-bought frozen pizza, so it's pretty shitty. God, but I should have bought some of those when I was at Target today. Having said that, frozen pizzas today, as shitty as they are, mm-hmm. Do not hold a candle to the shittiness of pizzas from the 80s. Oh, I know. What was it? What the fuck? They put some, like, do you remember there were, like, seeds on them? (laughs) No, I don't remember that. Are you talking about, like, Totino's pizzas? Like, you know, sure. Yeah. That had, like, a cracker-thin crust? Maybe. Those still exist, and those still slap. But but, but, but there's different. There there were different. Yeah. There was a different. Okay. I think pizzas, when we were kids, frozen pizzas, were like dirt cheap. They were like, I mean, I think that's why we ate them. Because I grew up in a family with eight kids. And so I think we ate anything that like, I mean, and we were were never poor. Like we were always like fine. But if there was something that my mom could buy like 10 for $10, she would buy, you know. Uh And I think now you can buy a frozen pizza and you can spend like $9 on one pizza. Yeah. Or seven dollars, you know, like they're they're like quality ingredients. I mean, okay. So anyway, that's my theory. Anyway, no, but there were seeds on the eighties pizzas. <laughs> Gentle listeners, if you remember <laughs> seeds on the eighties pizzas, that's what this segment is going to be called: seeds on the eighties pizzas. <laughs> um, if so, if you remember that, gentle listeners, will you um? just send us a voicemail or a message on instagram or something yeah yeah please because i want to know what this is um okay so we 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 made some notes so we had some structure but where i kind of want to start and then you can tell me if you want to start somewhere different because that's how our structure works is we each build our own structure we don't talk to each other about the structure (laughs) and then we just start recording so what I would kind of like to start with is just a quick like check-in. Like, where are you? Are you working? What's happening? Who are you quarantined with? Like, what's kind of your general situation right now? Who are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think I'm talking to? My cat? Lando, fill us in. What is your general situation right now? Okay, uh, my situation. You're talking to me. I, I realize that now. Um, God, I hate. We you do. So much. We make a podcast together. Um, okay, so. So where um, are you? Who are you with? Are you working? <sighs> you know what's happening in your quarantine life? I'm not working because I'm in the restaurant industry. Um, I mentioned on the last episode that the Salt Lake County Health Department. Um, uh, what day was that? Was that like? March 15th or something? God, here's the thing. And this was on my list of things to talk about. I literally don't know what day or time it is at right. any given moment. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know if we're tracking in days anymore. I saw someone on Twitter <clears> saying, <throat> I used to be tracking based on, like, when I slept. But now I'm sleeping in the middle of the day. So is it, like, a new day when I wake up? Like, <laughs> I have, we have no idea. <laughs> I have another friend totally. that says she's tracking on, like, how many bags of chocolate chips she's eaten. You know, yeah. so, like, right. so I don't know what day this Salt Lake oh. said that. Wow. Whoever that friend is, sounds like she's really got her shit together. Yeah. But um, 
but but no seriously so anyway um the uh salt lake county house department closed down uh restaurants and bars for eating in yeah for the next 30 days and i think we're a week into that not even a week right feels like a year Um, oh i know Again, time is irrelevant. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> I, so I'm at home at my house, and I have been with Timothy and Jack, my two younger kids. So whole... for a while, though, you guys were still, the restaurants were still running, and you were just doing curbside food. Right. And there's still some are. There, there okay. hasn't been a mandate to stop that yet. Okay. Um, but we stopped. Okay. And, yes. and, and without getting too much into your restaurants, like financials or whatever, was it just because it wasn't like you can't make enough money just doing takeout to like make it worth keeping the doors open? Or No, what was... that wasn't the reason at all, because in the evenings we were getting tons of to go orders. Um, uh-huh. Excuse me. Excuse me. One second. Okay. Um... Gotta, gotta burp up that frozen pizza and ranch. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. I got I got some ranch stuck in my craw. The, okay. The... I'm good. The owner, Moody, and his husband, um, uh, who is Senator Derek Kitchen, um, both felt very strongly that it was irresponsible for them to stay open. Okay. Okay. Um, even though one evening shift of two people in front of house, two people in the kitchen, um, kind of you know juggling the to-go orders that were coming in um was generating enough revenue that we could pay the staff oh wow okay um but at this point we are all applying for unemployment yeah uh and if you haven't applied for unemployment if you don't know anything about unemployment unemployment does not supply you with the amount of money you were making, it only supplies right. you with a percentage of that. Right. Um, and there has not been like a mandated freeze on rent or mortgage right. payments yet, or anything like that. So, right. Um, and uh, what was what, what what other questions did you have? Oh, that's all. I just want. I just kind of wondered oh, okay. what where that decision came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So you're home, you've got your two kids, you're applying uh-huh. for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you guys are surviving. I mean, I guess. We really are. Um, right now we're good. And people, there have been people who have been reaching out who are really sweet saying, what do you need right now? Right now we don't need anything. I don't know what that will look like in a week or two. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, I have been home since... Again, I don't know, but I think since last Monday is when the decision was made. Um, my company, um, I don't want to say what company I work for, but basically my company, I've mentioned before that I work in retail, I think, but my company made the decision to close all their retail locations. Uh-huh. Um, again, just to be precautious and to be on the safe side. Is that a word? Precautious? Precautious? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, Um and so we are all home. Um, we are being paid, which is wonderful because I'm, again, fortunate enough to work for a company that has the money that can kind of still pay us, even though, you know, we're not generating any, any money right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really just me. Like, literally the only people that I see on a regular basis are my three kids who are still kind of going back and forth between my house and Tisha's house. And then, and then I see Tisha. So I am really, really in quarantine. Like I, 
this morning I met a friend at Target because we both like randomly woke up like super early and she was like, I need to go to Target. Do you want to meet me there? And so we yeah. met at Target. We did not ever come within six feet of each other, <laughs> you know, like oh. we, we just kind of walked around Target and did our shopping and kind of chatted, but just like never touched, yeah. like kept our distance, all that stuff. Um, and it's literally, it's probably the first human that I've spoken to since like Friday, you, you know, because, Friday. because Friday's when the kids went over to Tisha's house. And so I've just been at home by myself, like all weekend. Right. And let me say, and let me just say this, and then we can, we'll take a little break and we'll get into the specifics. Sure. I know this is like a super scary time and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and there's a lot of uncertainty. I know that like the friend that I met today was having a really hard time because she works at a job where she's working from home. So Monday through Friday, she's working most of the day. And so she's interacting with colleagues like in WebEx meetings or online or whatever. But like the weekend got really, really hard for her because it was, she was just like alone and, you know, just, and so I totally get it. Like, I think especially for people who are like really extroverted and, you know, whatever, like this can be like incredibly hard, but I am fucking thriving. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean it will come as no surprise to any of you I love social isolation like even when I dropped my kids off at their mom's on Friday I thought oh this is weird like I'm not going to see them till Monday so I'm going to have two full like a half day Friday and then all day Saturday all day Sunday where I will not see or talk to them and I thought I wonder if this is going to get really tricky like I wonder if this will be hard nope not not hard at all and I don't say that at all to be like you know bragging or obnoxious or whatever but like this like I was I was made for this like I like being home puttering around my house not having social interactions I'm it's I love it it's amazing I'm doing great I know hunty (laughs) (laughs) so anyway let's take a little break um and then when we come back some of the things that I want to talk about, and you can tell me what else is on your list. I want to talk about like what things are you doing or w- what things have been interesting or what things have you noticed? And then also what things are you kind of doing to survive? Oh, you, you've, you've added some structure here. You've just kind of thrown me for a loop. That's a curveball. You, you told me that you told me to get out of the paper and write. Structure, and I did that. I, I said, write some talking points. Okay. Well, those are the talking points. Oh. Things that have been interesting. See, things... in my head, I was thinking, right, your own talking points. I mean, that's what I talking. did. Okay, well, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <where> we <get. laughs> I don't mind the structure. Okay, well, and if you have things you want to talk about, you go ahead. I'm not in charge of this podcast. We both are. Together. 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 <laughs> together. Together. <laughs> together. Sorry. I. Hi, listeners. Are you my patron? Yes. <laughs> you are? I what am. Is what is that? It means that I go to a website called patreon.com, and then I find my favorite artists and creators, and then I support them, giving them just a little bit of money. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> It does. Where can I find this Patreon? Well, if you're talking about the podcast Hot Drinks with No, I'm talking about my cat's Patreon. Of course (laughs) I'm talking about the podcast Hot Drinks. (laughs) 
then you want to go to www.patreon.com slash hot drinks. And what happens when I get there? Do I get a prize? Kind of. You choose a tier. And depending on what tier you choose, you sign up to pay us a certain amount every month. And like a hundred dollars. I don't have that kind of money. Oh, no way, Jose. You could do a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars or 20 plus. Wow. Yeah. And then depending on how much you give, you get a gift in return. What are the gifts? Would one of the gifts be a photo of your butt, for example? Actually, yes. <laughs> that that indeed was something we posted. Indeed. So, and that was a gift for all patrons. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay. You give $3, you get access to our Demi-Task episodes, which are teeny tiny episodes. If you pay $5, you get those and... What is it? What is it? What's the... Oh, oh God. I just had it up and then I just newsletter. closed that website. You get our newsletter. Newsletter. The Navu Sex Positor. Navu Sex Positor. And then if you pay $10 a month, you get the Demi Test, the Navu Sex Positor, and... Vlogs. Vlogs. A monthly vlog. Yes. And then if you pay 20 plus a month, you get all those things plus... A gift in the mail. What are we going to send for the gift in the mail this month? We're all locked into our homes by government-mandated quarantine. I'm going to send empty cans of cat food. I mean, honestly, it might, it might be that, <laughs> you guys. I have no idea. <laughs> so if I want to subscribe, I, what do I need to do, Sister Twaint? Brother Coffee, all you have to do is go to www patreon.com slash hot drinks and just follow the things that it says to do awesome <laughs> bye bye what's up babies it's i think they call it feedback let's be professional about this feedback um you know what's weird so when I start a new segment and I go to invite you, there are different ways you can invite someone. Like you can send them an email link or you can text them a link. So, and I you can te- send them a thoughty picture. You can send them a thoughty picture. So yes. I have just been texting you the links, but on this time I was like, oh, I'll just, it says like invite an anchor friend. And so I tried to invite you that way and I can't find you. So like your, your other account is not friends with the hot drinks account. Oh, mm. 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 isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, f- fascinating, fascinating uh-huh. stuff. Okay, so um, tell us, tell us what what was on your list. What do you want to talk about about coronavirus? All right, here we go. Are you doing the dishes now? Oh no, I was just still getting the last of that ranch. Okay. Um, so I wrote them all down on pen and on on paper with pen, of course. Right. Um. <clears throat> so the first thing I want to talk about is the show Ozark with Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have watched the first two seasons of that. The third season premieres on the 25th of this month, which is March 2020. Um, 
And, and I watch it because there have been so many accolades, critical acclaim. Sure. Emmys won. Sure. And where Laura Linney, I really believe, is one of the great actresses of our time. Oh, and yes. M- most underappreciated, for sure. Not by the gays. Oh, okay. Oh, that's we, good to know. Oh, we, we worship at her feet. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Straight people are always behind. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Jason Bateman is just so fucking sexy, right? right. Oh, you want him God. to do the sex to you. I want him to sex me in any way he wants. It could be do... slow, soft. Right. It could be mean. Love making. Let's, well, love making would be really nice. Oh. Um, can you imagine if he was like, Sister Twain, I love you. <laughs> He's just so tiny. I mean, and not that I'm not into tiny guys, because we all know I have a weird size differential thing. <laughs> but like, you you know, he's like four foot two or something. Wait, what? Okay, hold on. I'm going to Google it. You keep okay, talking I'll about keep Ozark talking. and I'm going to anyway, look that up. The characters are extremely developed and truly fascinating. But the plot was a little frustrating because there are they're constant twists and turns, which sounds fun on paper. Right. But in this, it felt like an episode of Frasier without the laugh track. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> some, many people will. It's fine. What's on but, Oh, did you Google By the that? way, he's he's 5'11". So he's oh, not thank God. Tall. I thought he was like 5'2 for some oh. reason. Most of them a- are. He has a very tiny man energy. That's weird. I, I never, never, ever thought that. Holy um, shit. Do you know how old he is? Oh, yeah. He's like, what, 51 or something? 51. Oh, <laughs> how did I know that? <laughs> he has won a Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Frenemies. I'm just on his Wikipedia page oh, now. My God, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> from, Z- from Zootopia. No, so that's his, that's his most recent. Oh, he won a Screen Actors Guild for um, Ozark. But 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 other than that, his most recent award was his Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Frenemies well, that's from Zootopia. Because, because this year, in this calendar year, 2020, he won an Emmy for the direction of the episode of Ozark called Rep- oh. Reparations. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So would you would you recommend to people to watch Ozark? Because I think everyone's looking for some like TV <clears throat> recommendations right now. I would because the character journeys are really, really captivating. Okay. Yes. So let's okay. Leave, let's leave it at that. And also okay. I'd love to have conversations um, about it, about your favorite moments, about your favorite characters, um, things that disappointed you, things that really excited you. Um, because the first episode is like, what the fuck? Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. First episode of season one. Anyway, what's on your list? Well, I, I mean, now that we're kind mm. of on this topic of um, like media that we can recommend, I just think this is a good thing to cover because I think like everyone is kind of looking for, you know, what should I watch on Netflix? What should I, you know, because we're all just like, home all day every day so are we um, just kidding yeah we are in fact we are that's what this um, whole episode is about yeah anyway go isn't, ahead isn't that what this quarantine is all about so um deep inside of us so yeah i have been what i have found though is like i right now cannot consume like heavy media 
Like, I don't think I could watch something like Ozark because okay. I just feel like it's kind of dark and a little bit twisty and, yeah. you know, all Here's that the kind thing. of stuff. Here's the thing. I struggled to finish it for that very reason. Oh, really? Okay. Quarantine. And anytime I have to run out to grab an essential, which is the only time I run out. Right. I absorb the energy that is in the collective mindset. And I can't right. wait to get back home to just kind of like shake it off. You know what I mean? So right. anyway, continue. Sorry okay. to interrupt. Well, I, so no, that's fine. I just wanted to say a <laughs> couple of, a couple of media things that I have been enjoying while on the quarantine. So okay. um, number one, you, do you watch Shit's Creek? I can't remember. We've talked about this. So I have watched seven or eight episodes of the first season. Okay. And I ha- the reason I haven't watched more has nothing to do with how much I like it. I just haven't okay that's fine that's all yeah so they're in their final season right now right it's delightful so that's a good one um i just last night and this is a little bit on the heavier side but nothing too terrible i just last night started watching little fires everywhere on hulu have you heard of this i have okay so it's reese witherspoon it's got um halle berry in it it's um oh i accidentally just started it on my (laughs) On my iPad. Um, I don't think that's Halle Berry. Isn't she in it? Mm. Oh, God. Now I'm going to feel really stupid if it's not her. Yeah, it's not. Wait, who is it then? It, Shit. It, I'm going to make us re-record the segment. No, it's uh, Carrie Washington. Oh, my gosh. It is Carrie Washington. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now I do feel stupid. You guys, I must be racist is all, <laughs> is all that I can think. <laughs> Anyways, tell me. Anyway. What are your first so, impressions? It's great. Really oh. great. I it, it takes place like, I think it, I don't know what year it takes place in, but it's obviously kind of like mid nineties. Cause they have like the big cell phones in their car and you know, whatever. Oh, that um, explains all the polos. Yes. The, so the fashion is a little like clunky, but they do a good job of not making it like, you know, it stands out too much. Um, Reese Witherspoon is married to Joshua, Joshua Jackson, Pacey oh, yeah. from Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And speaking of people that I want to do all the sex to me, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I, t- I was watching it last night and I tweeted about how much I love it. Like I, like I, at this point, think anything Reese Witherspoon does is gold. Like I just love her so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, but so I had tweeted like, oh my God, I love the show and Pacey's still hot and Joshua Jackson's so great. And then there was a moment in episode one where Joshua Jackson is they're like in their bedroom talking because they're a married couple and he kind of comes out of the bathroom it's at night as they're getting ready for bed and he's in like a white t-shirt and then white tidy whities and there's a little like you know how sometimes when people are wearing underwear on tv you can tell that underneath that underwear they're wearing a dance belt to sort of like keep everything contained so there's no like jigglage you know what i mean (laughs) yeah joshua was not wearing a dance belt because there was some there was some jiggling. Oh, some jigglage. And I, reader, I screamed when I saw it. I screamed. <laughs> Congrats. So anyway, thank you. Thank Aww, you. I'm so proud. Um, and so then the one other kind of random show that I want to recommend that no one, none of you will have ever heard of probably. Well, two others. Number one, Katie Keene on The CW. Have I, I've already talked about Katie Keene, haven't I? I don't think so. Oh, who did I talk to about this? Anyway, Katie Keene on the CW. It's kind of in the Riverdale universe. Because I think also Katie Keene was a comic book character, like with Archie and stuff in those comics back in the day. But anyway, it is about like cute, awesome, hot people who live in New York, who have awesome, hot jobs. 
and and Katie works at a, an, at a at a cool department store called Lacey's and you know and she has a hot boyfriend who's a boxer and his name is Ko. I mean, it's so stupid, but it is so delightful. <laughs> but then my final recommendation is a show on Hulu called Everything's Going to Be Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this show was made by an Australian kind of writer and performer. His name is Josh Thomas. And he made a show. What was his other show called? He made a show a few years ago that I just had up on my on my um, computer and then moved away from. He made a show a few years ago called Please Like Me that was like four seasons long or three seasons long. Did you ever hear of that show? I, it sounds familiar. Okay, so he's a writer. He's gay. Uh, and Please Like Me is sort of about him like coming out but it also really delves with like depression and like mental health and mental illness and I mean just like such a beautiful beautiful smart show um and so that ran from like 2013 to 2015 or 2016 anyway so he has this new show on Hulu called everything's gonna be okay um where I've only watched the kind of the beginning part of it but basically he um he's visiting a sort of his estranged father who now has other children. And then he finds out his estranged father is dying. And so he has to sort of take on raising these two little kids. So anyway, it's delightful. He's so funny and he's so smart. And what I love about him is he's like, he's cute, but he's a little bit like dorky looking of a guy, but he he writes and creates all these shows. So he casts like the fucking hottest guys (laughs) to be his boyfriends on these shows. And I'm always just like, you go girl like if, if I mean if you were writing a show would you not cast the wouldn't you be like who do I get to make out with this week and then you would cast like the most beautiful people that you wanted to make out with right fucking bingo man yeah so anyway I just appreciate that about him so um but I would love to hear what other people are reading and watching and listening to and whatever I so, will I, I was going to quickly add that I have started the series better things on Hulu Oh, is this the one that you say is about you? Basically? Okay. I know nothing about it. So please tell me about it. So, okay. So um, this actress, her name's Pamela Alden. Okay. um, She's she's like nine years older than me. But if you, this is a really weird throwback, but um, she was in Say Anything. She was one of the like friends. She was in... Grease too. She was that like bratty, like younger teen um, in Grease too. Oh, and and wow. believe me, I've only seen Grease two the one time, uh-huh. <laughs> which was back when it came out. Right. Um, and she has had a steady working acting career since then. And this show, Better Things, is about is 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 based on her life as a single mother raising three girls. Oh, okay. So it literally is the story of your life. Yeah, except, except that you don't she, have three girls. Yeah, right. And she also lives, uh, and is it's also about her acting career, and 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 she's just a working actor, right? She goes from gig to gig, like an episode or two of this, and every once in a while she get a pilot of this, and it doesn't work out. Um, but it's really like that's that's like a sub sub plot because it's really about not just navigating raising these girls on her own, but also navigating like who the fuck she is right now. Okay. 
and it's it's really it's really fucking fantastic and real and uh the three actresses that have been cast as her daughters two are teenagers and one's like a nine-ish ten-ish year old uh-huh. amazing amazing little actors is it so there's like three or four seasons right yeah so it's something that i should go back and start with season one you would say oh for sure oh, okay for sure. okay okay yeah, yeah yeah you've mentioned it to me a couple times and i haven't it i always feel intimidated by the three seasons i'm always like oh god it's too many to watch but you know what we're on a quarantine so if if not now when (laughs) also um each episode is maybe like 25 minutes okay there's only only 10 episodes a season okay and and one of my favorite british actresses plays her mother so that's fun too so check it out i love that yeah um okay i have a couple others but i won't mention because they are in the newsletter so if you subscribe oh. to our Patreon and get the did, Nabu yeah. Sexpositor, which I'm going to send out tomorrow, if Sister Twain would ever send me like the last three sentences she needs to send me, <laughs> then I will send that out tomorrow and you can hear some of my other recommendations. Whatever. Let's take a break, bitch. Okay, bitch. I'm oh, still I, here. I was just thinking because what people might not know kind of behind the scenes is it takes a, a little bit between each segment to reconnect because it has to like process the audio from the last segment and I want to make sure that I save them in the right order and that I know what is what and blah, 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 blah. So like mm-hmm. there's probably two or three minutes before between when we stop one segment and when I like text you to start the next segment. And I was just thinking like, what if I just turned my phone off and went to bed? Like, <laughs> What if that was just the end? And I just like let, rolled over and went to sleep. And then you're just sitting there like waiting for the next segment to start. And it never started. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be amazing. So what else is going on in your quarantined life? <clears throat> okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm not going to go into specifics. Okay. I'm going to kind of deliver a general platitude. Okay. I have some unpopular opinions about all of this. Oh, yeah. I know about these unpopular opinions. Yeah. Okay. Also, and, and gentle listeners, please link me if, if you know of anything. I, I'm seeing a lot of coronavirus statistics. What I'm really interested in seeing, and I have not been able to find, are per capita statistics. Not just general totals, but right, yeah, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, <laughs> you can't just say that that you haven't seen per capita statistics, like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Yeah, um, okay, so <clears throat> a high death toll in China, right, doesn't mean as much as say a high death toll in Germany, sure. Like if the numbers were similar, right? Did you the watch that video? Did you watch that video I sent you the other day? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, I will resend it. So okay. essentially, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just to give a little bit more clarity to the segment is you feel like this is all a little bit of an overreaction, right? I do. Okay, okay. And I strongly disagree. I know. 
Right, right. And and I also understand like you wanting to sort of be like cautious about just saying like this is all an overreaction or whatever. But um well I will send you the clip again. Um I cannot remember her name, but do you know who Katie Porter is? She's a she's a representative. She's, she's the, she's, um, the representative that sort of became, I mean, she's gone viral a couple times because she's so good at sort of questioning people in, in sort of these Senate trials and whatnot, but she, um, went viral a few days ago because she basically got the CDC director. Was it the CDC director? Anyway, she got someone, I think it was the CDC director to commit that coronavirus testing would be free, Mm -hmm. like in a hearing. And she kept saying, um, like, he was like, oh, I need to go back to my team and we need to run the numbers. And she's like, no, I sent you this information a week ago. You've had a week to prepare. It is within your power. He's not CDC. He's like Department of Health. She's like, it's within your power as the director of the Department of Health to make this decision unilaterally. You don't need to consult anyone. You have this power as per this law. She outlines a law, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know, will you come out and say that these will be free? And she basically like held his feet to the fire so much that finally he said like, okay, yes, we will, these tests will be free. And she was like, great. Thank you. Um, Anyway, that's That's not what this is about. So Katie Porter is a representative. Katie Porter's sister is an emergency room doctor. And I cannot remember her first name, but anyway, I swear I sent you this video. Maybe I didn't, but she basically goes through the numbers of like, this is how many people are in the United States. This is the percentage of people that will get sick. We'll go with the lowest end of this percentage of the people that get sick based on what we've seen in other countries. This is the percentage that will require hospitalization. Like, so she breaks down all of the numbers of everything coronavirus related. And essentially what it boils down to is that if we don't do things to sort of slow the spread of the virus and slow the, slow the, um, kind of uh, pressure that's put on hospitals by so many people getting sick and getting hospitalized at once that mm-hmm. we could get to a point where like essentially where 50 people would be sick and would need a ventilator and the hospital would have one ventilator t- for those 50 people. So uh-huh. the hospital would then have to decide who of those 50 people gets the ventilator and those other 49 people would probably die. Some of whom would be old, some of whom would be in their 20s and 30s, like you know, all across the spectrum, probably most of whom would be old. But again, it's that idea of like someone in the hospital saying like, well, you're 70, but you've had cancer before, but this person's 60 and, and, but this person's 30. So I'm going to give the ventilator to this person that's 30. So anyway. Right. That's pretty fucked up. I will. (laughs) Right. We should do something about it. I will resend that video because I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's a very but... great sort of numerical, like it's very fact-based. It's not emotional. Yeah. It's just saying no, like, no, no. these are the facts and it. these are the numbers we've seen from other countries. And this is what we're facing if we don't slow down the spread. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you and I believe it. I think that on a very grand scale, um, that my issue is separate from that. I think that that is a separate issue from from what my unpopular opinions are about. What but are do you want to say what your unpopular opinions about, or do you not want I, to? I don't. I really don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think what I will mm. say in addition to that, um, I think what makes this all so terrifying and so frustrating is that 
our government as of yet has refused to like implement any measures that would like safeguard people like you who no longer have a source of income, you know? Right. And that's the real fucked up part about it because sure, it's all well and good if we say everyone needs to go into quarantine to spread the, to slow the spread of this disease. But like until we start, you know, providing people income, putting freezes on rents, putting freezes on utility payments, whatever, um, like we're, it, it, it all kind of all doesn't matter, you know? I mean, it matters. Like, it's good that we're slowing the spread of the disease, but, like, we need some government action to, like, help the people who are stuck at home who can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Fuck yeah. Um, I keep getting these emails, too, and this is what's so frustrating about all this, but, like, you know, you get the, you basically I've gotten an email from everybody I've ever interacted with online. It's like the Marriott hotels response to COVID-19. I'm like, I don't (laughs) fucking care. Jimmy Johns. I don't care what your response is. Jimmy Johns. Right. Right. But the ones I really love are the, are the ones that I get from like my credit card company or like my car leasing company that don't say like, they're like a special update about these trying times. And it'll just be like, don't forget that you can make your Toyota lease lease payment online anytime at toyotafinancial.com. Like it's not, it's just like, it's nothing like, you know, we're suspending payments for 60 days We're you know, it's just like, Oh, you can, um, you can make your payment online. So you don't have to come in. And I was like, well, thank you. Who the fuck was going in to take their lease payment anyway? (laughs) Or the ones from like, because I've also gotten them from the utility companies that have said like, we won't shut off anyone's power. um, You know, if you don't make pay your power bill, but like you still owe them that money. So it's not so great that they're not going to shut off your power now. But if you don't make your March payment and then you don't make your April payment, And then it's May, then you owe them three payments and you don't, it's not like suddenly you just have these, you know, $400, $500 sitting around to pay them. So I just think that's great that they're not like shutting off people's utilities, but it's not enough. I mean, at least in Utah, I don't know what other states are doing, but some other states have been much better about responding. Because for those payments to be rolled forward and still be owed. Right is unfair to us that won't be getting back pay. Sure. Yeah. Like you, you hopefully in 30 or 60 days will be working again and we'll be getting paid again. But but, there's no way we're getting any back pay. Yeah. So it's not like you had, yeah. It's not like you're like, oh, sweet. Now I can pay the last three months of my gas (laughs) and power bill, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Christ. And again, like I feel super lucky. My, I'm still getting my regular salary from my job and that, is the main source of my income. But I have, I mean, as you know, I have 17 jobs and this has definitely impacted some of my like side hustles. And I really rely on those side hustles to pay my bills. So I was spending all day Friday just basically like calling around and trying to figure out like what bills I could possibly defer or pay less on. Cause I'm just trying to figure out like, I have a, you know, I have money coming in from my regular job, but it's not enough to cover everything without these side hustles. So I'm trying to figure out what can I pay? What can I skip? What can I? And meanwhile, the federal government is sitting around like jerking off for Wall Street instead of yeah. just making a plan to actually like get money to Americans' hands. Yeah. So um, AOC was on Instagram Live either last night or the night before. I don't have any concept of time. No, anymore. we don't know when. 
she was making a cocktail, which I she was making a cocktail while discussing the efforts that she and her colleagues are making for the people right now. And the number one thing she said is what I am pushing for first and foremost is to get checks in people's hands. Yeah. And, and she said, and for right now, just checks to everyone. And then those who at tax time next year, we see that they didn't necessarily need that check. Then we can tax it back. Yeah. But just get the checks out. Don't worry about like trying to figure out a system to put in place. Like who needs the check right, the most. And how much. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. Fucking get the checks out. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I love that girl. Yeah. She's great. And I think it's like, I, I cannot, cannot understand how people who support the Republican party are watching the way the Republican party is handling this and still <laughs> are just feeling fine about it. You know, <laughs> like Mitch McConnell is on a recess right now. He went back to Tennessee while other senators are like in the chamber saying like, we need to pass something. We need to pass a law. He left and he's the Senate majority leader. So like nothing can happen. You know, like I just, I cannot fathom people watching this and being like, Oh, this is cool. This is fine. The way they're handling it's, this is fine. It's almost like Mitch McConnell and others don't really care about us no interesting <laughs> interesting it is really interesting and like i don't have a smart enough thought to really say too much about this but it's interesting to see how all of these things that were that were so essential and so important we're realizing are all pretend you know like like if you can actually just say like oh we're not collect like we're not collecting mortgage payments this month like why were we ever collecting mortgage payments to begin with? Or if we can say, like, if we can just suspend these things or turn these things off, it just feels like, then why have we all been playing this game called capitalism where we have to pay all these things if we can just, like, one day decide, like, oh, just kidding, we don't actually have to do those. Like, all the things we thought were, like, so in such integral parts of society. Yeah. We're realizing are, like, we're kind of just pretend. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, aren't you guys glad you tune into this comedy podcast where we talk about <laughs> funny things and we make irreverent, funny jokes and stuff? You know, here's the thing. This this will make up for this last ten minutes. Um, my Instagram content right now uh-huh. is fucking stellar. <laughs> Your own personal Instagram content? Yes. Tell us more. Well, the handle is at Cedar Pocket. Mm-hmm. And Why is that your Instagram handle? Because I drove by Cedar Pocket when I was driving to California. That's why. And I was like, oh, Cedar. But it's, but why? It's not. Okay. Okay. So um, well, the first time I saw that sign was maybe, oh, six months to a year after I moved to Cedar City in 2004. Okay. And. For those of you who don't know, uh, Cedar City is only a two and a half hour drive to Vegas, uh-huh. which is much closer than driving to Salt Lake for, say, your big box stores and really great restaurants and anything else that a big city would offer. And um, so I would drive past that sign quite a bit because it's not really Um, close to cedar city it's like a it's like quite a bit away from cedar city cedar pocket cedar pocket is maybe 10 to 15 minutes south of st right which is like an hour south of cedar city right 
Right. right. And it's on. Yeah. So it's, it's weird, but, and so it kind of like, there's just some, some gravity there for me. Like I turned 30 when I moved uh, a year after moving to Cedar, I, um, asked for a divorce a couple years after moving to Cedar and then we didn't split. Um, There's there's so much of my life that changed uh, when I was in Cedar City. But the big, big thing was I would escape from Cedar uh, to go down to Vegas, whether it was by myself or to meet up with a friend or even if it was with my ex-husband. And it was like I was in this little pocket in Cedar that I that that was keeping me from being my true self. And driving past that sign reminded me uh, when I would drive past it, I would I would realize that it, well, it represented for me that I was on my way to an escape. I like it. Thanks. Anyway, so go to your Instagram Cedar Pocket. Uh, today I was day drinking and there was a lot of, of footage of that that ended up on my story. There was a lot. So there was a lot. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to just kind of wrap up with any final yeah. COVID-19 thoughts. And Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Here's what's crazy. Okay. <sighs> We're in a quarantine. Right. Where I've been at home with my kids now all week. Right. Um, I cannot get them to watch a movie with me. I, I saw your story about that. It was so sad. It's sad. It makes me sad. Like, I'm going to make treats. We could like, watch. Is it, the, is it the movie? Are you choosing movies that they're like, this is dumb? No, I'm just saying a movie. Let's watch a movie. And their immediate response before I even finish the question is, I don't want to do that. What movie do you want to watch? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't even suggested. You haven't even got that far. No, I, I would love to watch The Shining with them. They haven't oh, seen yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, we, I told them about Joe versus the Volcano today. Oh, I love Joe versus it's the Volcano. so good. Uh, anyway, so that has been the hardest part of, of this have you, this is more just a general question, but have you, have you had luck having your kids like the movies that you liked, like back in the day? Um, so I kind of tried that with my two older daughters and after a couple of times of it not working and me not wanting to be like, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I I gave up completely. So most of my children, well, all of my children have seen very few of the movies that I grew up on. Okay. Yeah. I feel the same way because I have some friends like our friend Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, who's been a guest on the podcast. Her and her husband are like, oh, we're, you know, like 80s movies night. We're watching like Uncle Buck and Better Off Dead and just all these movies that like we watched as kids. Yeah. And it, and it seems like, and I mean, obviously, like, I don't know, but it seems like their kids like are kind of into it or are kind of like whatever. But like my kids would rather die than watch a movie that I want to watch from from like my childhood, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because for Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's coming from a united front from both maybe, parents. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because I can never get my kids. The one time I got my kids to watch movies that I liked as a kid was I made them all watch all of the Star Wars movies before the yeah sequel started. Up. I did we, succeed in that. Yes, we did that like as a family, and it was and it was it was actually a lot of fun. But yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm really sorry that your kids won't watch a movie with you. It would be super fun, right? To sit on the couch. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah. I would love to come watch a movie with you. I know. But we can't. (laughs) Um, The other day, someone tweeted and said, remember when the only thing we had to worry about was how Game of Thrones was going to end? (laughs) I was Uh, like, uh, it's so true. It's so true. Um, How much are you drinking? I know you, you had, you were day drunk today. Is this a common occurrence right now? Like what's your drinking level? How are we all, are we all going to be alcoholics when this is all over? (laughs) So um, today was the first time I actually got drunk. Okay. Um, But each day this far in so far, I've probably averaged two beverages. Yeah. It's, it's kind of (laughs) wild. Like I, and I have not even, I am not drinking during the day at all. I have done a really good job of sort of waiting until night. Although I will say with that whole like fucked up time thing, most days during quarantine, I stay up super late till like one or two in the morning and then I sleep until like 10 or 11. So like just my internal clock is off. Like I, I'll feel like it's like 1130 in the morning and I'll look at my clock and it's like four o'clock. Where And then today was the total opposite. I just woke up super, super early for whatever reason, um, went to Target with my friend, and so then just was kind of going about my day. And then I was like, well, I'm going to make some dinner, and I'm going to have a glass of wine because, you know, it's dinner time. And so I made dinner and poured a glass of wine, and then I looked at my phone, and it was 3 p.m. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, it is not... <laughs> It is and, not actually dinner and you, time. And you it's don't even have an excuse of it being like winter, you know? No. Yeah, because it it's still light summer. outside. Yeah, yeah. There, nothing <laughs> makes sense. But so I, um, as we talked about last week, I was in California um, oh. recently. And so on the way home, we stopped at, or on the way there, actually, we stopped at the Costco um, in Las Vegas to stock up on alcohol because it's so insanely yeah. cheap. Right. Um so much so much cheaper like less than half the price of alcohol in in utah so a ton of stuff i bought several bottles of wine i bought some big bottles of of liquor and so you know when this whole thing started and people were like oh my god i gotta go to the liquor store blah 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 i was like oh i'm in good shape like i am sad (laughs) and boy howdy a weekend and i'm like oh i drank a lot of that alcohol (laughs) in the last week Oh. It is not lasting the way that I thought it would. <laughs> um, I did hear that. Uh, well, I heard it's been, I heard this on Monday and here we are Sunday. So who knows by now, but um, with the way toilet paper is not really getting restocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear that a lot of the liquor stores are out of boxed wine. Like that was the oh, first thing to really? go. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I know. Now, I don't want to sound ungrateful because today I had the most delightful surprise gift on my porch from a gentle listener. I know. You need to tell me offline who that was from because I saw that on your Twitter and that is so wonderful. I will. Um, so, um, I get this message 
from the gentle listener, what is your address? And I'm to the point now, I'm like, here, take my fucking yeah. address. Are you going to come murder me? Cool. And make a, a suit out of my skin. Great. Right, Love right. it. Um, so she dropped, she, well, this is what she said. She said, I'm doing normal club drop-offs. And I'm just like, what? Oh, and, and Normal Club is? It is. The, it's a, normal is a local ice cream company. And I... Lizzie's, the restaurant I work for, carry we carry their ice cream. So, it, but it didn't even dawn on me because I didn't know what normal club was. Oh, so okay. I guess she gets. I don't know if that means that she gets these like little pint-sized things of various flavors because she dropped off a pint of honey lavender and salted vanilla bean. Nice, including nice. a. 750 milliliter bottle of Espilon tequila. I know, of the good tequila. That's yeah. good tequila. I, yeah. yeah. Do you know, um, that is so wonderful. I, I'm so jealous and I'm so happy for you. you. Um, two things. Okay. Number one, I hate normal club ice cream. Oh. And I think I'm the one of like three people in the state of Utah who do. Okay. Number two, um, one of our other gentle listeners told me that you can buy boxed tequila in Utah liquor stores. Like it's like a box of wine, but it's tequila. What? I know. That sounds great. I need to get that. That sounds amazing. Let's let's get on that. Let's figure that out. <laughs> let's figure that out. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't know how we're all going to not be alcoholics when this is over. <laughs> That's I think about that a lot cuz you know you see those things that people post that were like, one day we will all be out in the sun again and we will embrace and what a beautiful day that will be. And I agree. But I also just think like, one day like we all have to fucking get up and go to work again. Like, it's going to yeah. be hard. I don't know. I... <laughs> Show up to a job for eight hours a day. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that as human beings, we'll welcome... Something little... new. Shift. Yeah. Just yeah like we're... That's probably true. Yeah. Um, another thing is this week I've had some crazy ass dreams, um, many of which have involved well, many of which, many of which have involved my parents. Oh. Who, as everyone knows, I have not had contact with for some time now. Right. Um, but it's not just and and it's in their house, which is um, in, down south in southern Utah. Um. But it's also mixed in, like, there are people, other people from my, other parts of my life in the house with my parents. Like, the first straight guy I had sex with. Um, and a couple other guys I've had sex with. That's weird. That That's weird that I'm dreaming about guys I've had sex with being in my parents' house. Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyways, um, very, very strange dreams. I, I've been dreaming about friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. Yeah. Have you, know you had any weird dreams? You know what's super interesting? What? Telling people about your dreams. <laughs> oh, that's right. You hate that. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was that on? Oh, it was on the... the... Top five truths that are hard to hear. Yes. No one cares about your dreams. No, not only does no one care, but nobody cares. That was... A, you guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, if you're a new listener... Top five truths that are hard to hear. It's a good episode. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. 
No, it's totally fine. I'm totally oh, giving you Oh, it's not. I heard you yawn twice. <laughs> Listen, it's also very late, and I've only taken, like, two naps today. <laughs> um, well, I just will share two other things that are helping me pass the time. Okay. Number one is TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Okay. It is so goddamn funny. <laughs> like, the, the, the kids of the Gen Z, they're funny kids. Yeah. And I, like... I, I don't even know how to recommend TikToks to people or like say like make sure you're following this whatever because it's just it's a lot of crap and it's a lot of really funny things so you just kind of got to get on there and burn like three hours and you'll find some stuff you love you really should and then the other thing that I love is um, Animal Crossing New Horizons which is a video <laughs> game that you had never heard of and apparently it's going crazy right now oh They're yeah be making a fuck ton I mean, they are, I think they are, because I think there was already, it's, it's a popular game from the days of yore. And so this is sort of a relaunch or a new title in that series. A reversioning? Yes. But I think the fact that it, because it is a game that like, takes a lot of time to play or can take a lot of time to play. And so I think the fact that it happened to launch right as a lot of people were like stuck at home oh. has like, really caused it to blow up. So I, every morning I wake up, it's the first thing I do. I meditate because that's what my therapist told me to do. <laughs> and then I get my coffee and then I check in on my little Islanders on Animal Crossing. Oh. And I see what's going on and see if any of my, because the thing about Animal Crossing is it happens in real time. So if you play at 10 a.m., it's 10 a.m. on the island. If you play at 9 p.m., it's 9 p.m. on the island. So, so, you know, you have to check in, like you, you'll order supplies in the mail. You have to check the next day for them to come. So like, you have to wait for time to pass. So anyway, I have passed many an hour with Animal Crossing and it's cute and delightful and lovely. And I love it so much. I hope it's raising, helping to raise your vibration. It for sure is, but it just kind of makes me laugh because like, I am so good at like being successful and paying off my debt on Animal Crossing, but not doing any of those things in my, uh, in my regular life. <laughs> well, that's the way it goes, man. Um, okay, so let's wrap up. Do you have anything exciting, any big plans this week coming up, like things you're looking forward to? Ooh. Okay, <clears throat> let's check my calendar here. Uh, no, no. Okay, great. Um, I, <laughs> I, have a, I have my second therapy appointment tomorrow, and I have not heard anything from their office if they're still having people come in if they're and maybe they are because it's just literally just you and the therapist in the room so it seems like you could you know keep distance and and stay safe or whatever or maybe they're yeah. doing it like over the I have no idea I've heard nothing so I need to call them in the morning and figure out um yeah if I'm supposed to come in or not and like I know this will come as a shock because um I've been avoiding therapy for two years, but like, I'm, I'll be really bummed. Like if they cancel, like, I feel like I finally got there. I went to yeah. my first visit. <clears throat> the first visit was good, but it was mostly the therapist just kind of talking and explaining like their methodology and the, you know, I mean, he definitely asked me some things about myself, but we weren't getting into like the real heavy duty nitty gritty. So it wasn't, it was more just about like procedural stuff. And so yeah. this would be the first episode episode. This would be the first <laughs> visit <laughs> where we kind of get into the stuff um, and I'll be kind of bummed if it's canceled Aww. and I'll be kind of bummed if it's like over the phone. Cause I just feel like 
I don't know. I feel like when you're just establishing a relationship with someone, it would be kind of hard to do that remotely, you know? Yeah. Like we if I'd been going there for three months and it was like, oh, let's check in, let's just do a quick, you know, FaceTime call or whatever. But if it's like literally the first time we're getting to know each other, that would feel awkward. Right. I don't know. Anyway. You know, it's interesting how whenever you in the past have had a party coming up or a uh, some type of social commitment or something um, that you committed to do that wasn't easy for you. And then you typically manifest something that gets in the way right. of that. Right. So you like, for example, finally we go were to gonna... therapy well, and let me... you manifest a global. Yes. <laughs> Believe me, I've had the same thought. <laughs> like, like, for example, in the past, Sister Twain and I were both going to a party with dear friends of ours. Yeah. But like the just the party itself gave me so much anxiety. And the day of the party, like my literal basement flooded. And I was cleaning up water and I was like, oh, maybe I can't go. I've got to deal with this. And I was like, did I just manifest this flood in my basement to avoid this party? <laughs> and Sister Twain's like, yes, yes, you did. Yeah. And so believe me, the thought is not lost on me. <laughs> but I finally started therapy. I finally kind of started to get my life a little bit in order. And then I and then I used my powers of creation to create a global pandemic so that I could not heal myself. <laughs> my powers of creation. But here's the thing. Let's let's end this on a note of about law of attraction. Okay. So any that there are no according to law of attraction there are no accidents right everything that happens to us we create whether it's consciously or unconsciously um and so as a globe we've created this thing right that has forced us all to look at so many aspects of just basic humanity yeah yeah and I think that's kind of, um, at, at the risk of sounding like an asshole, beautiful. I I mean, I agree. And I know what you're saying. And again, like, we're not saying that it's beautiful that people are getting sick or that people are dying. Like, that, it's very awful. But I yeah. do think that we, in this country and in, and in and around the world, we have been in a lot of situations where things have just been getting been getting more and more fucked up like the like our government's been getting more and more corrupt and like more and more broken and you know and it's not just happening here it's happening in the UK with Brexit and it's happening you know in a lot of places and I do think this pandemic is forcing us to sort of like pump the brakes and to say like okay what what do we really want society to be what do we really what do we really believe in what's important to us because suddenly you know like suddenly all these all these jobs that we've dismissively called like low skilled labor are the jobs that are essential to keep our economy running, you know, like the grocery store Mm -hmm. worker, the pharmacy worker, the Uber driver, you know, like these are the people that are like literally keeping the country afloat right now. And all these people like venture capitalists, we're just like, Oh yeah, we don't care. Like we don't need you. And I'm not saying that like, we're going to come out the other side of this and everything's going to be fixed, but I think you're right. Like we, this is really forcing us as a as a country and as a globe to reevaluate mm-hmm. like where our priorities are at. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this has been a hilarious episode. I have laughed <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Ooh, my gut hurts from laughing so hard. 
It's fine. 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 Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I hope we hope you're all staying safe. Um, we'll post a little something on our Instagram so you can come and comment about the episode. Um, or you can always email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. And if we don't respond right away to your email, it's not that we are ignoring you. It's that we uh, both have weird social anxiety issues and sometimes we don't read the emails right away or respond to them right away. Um, and you can also become a <clears throat> Patreon at patreon.com slash hotdrinks. So do all those know. things. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Have a great day. All right. Good night. Whatever vortex you're in. Okay, bye.